Hey everyone, how's it going? This is Azarin the Language Nerd here. I'm the owner of the Calgary Language Nerds, and welcome to today's podcast episode. Today is the second podcast that I'm recording. I don't usually post two podcasts a day, but I goofed up and I made a mistake, and so I have to record two podcasts today. Uh, about a week and a half ago, someone sent me a message on Instagram, and they asked me a great question about learning German specifically. And I promised this person that I would record a podcast to answer their question. I sat down about a week ago to make that podcast. I finished it, and I was unsatisfied with the overall podcast. So I just deleted it, never posted it. In fact, I posted it and immediately deleted it. Then I got sick and didn't work at all for about four or five days. And then I kind of forgot until today that I told the person that I would record a podcast to answer their question. And so without further ado, let me read the question out and let me answer it for all of you and, of course, the individual. So the question is, do you have any tips for immersion if you don't know anybody who speaks your target language? It's a great question. This particular person is learning German. Now, I'm going to answer this in two ways. I'm going to give a direct answer and then I'll also go on a bit of a tangent. The direct answer is this. Start by immersing yourself in ways that do not require having acquaintances or friends or family members that speak the target language. So for example, change your phone language to German. Change all electronic device, all electronic devices you use to German. Tablets, phones, uh, uh, laptops, iPads, whatever it is. You should also reduce the amount of content you consume in English and increase the amount of content you consume in German, or whatever your target language is, of course. So don't watch as much whatever show on Netflix in English and watch more in German, even if you're watching German with English subtitles. That's even that's that's a step in the right direction at a minimum. I'm going to come back to this con this concept of consumption in a minute. Okay. Um, I would also encourage you to try and make at least one or two German friends. Now, there's a number of ways you can do this. Perhaps there is a German club or something in your city, and you can meet with these people and you can get into their little club. For example, in my city, I recently found a Francophone entrepreneurship um, support organization, something like that. And they host events from time to time. And so you can go to their events, socialize with people, and it's all in French. And that this is something that exists in my English-speaking city. So maybe there are groups like that that are in German, and you can go make some German-speaking friends, perhaps. You can perhaps hire a private tutor. You can do so on a website such as italki.com. That is italki.com. You can maybe find a tutor locally. You can Google, of course, German tutors, and I'm sure you can find someone that way. You could use an app such as HelloTalk or Tandem. Both of these apps will connect you to native German speakers, or really any language, many different languages. And it will facilitate a language exchange where you help someone else learn your first language, and they will help you learn their first language. For example, you might help, you might help a German speaker le learn or practice English, and they will help you in exchange learn or practice German. And so that's a great option. 
You can also perhaps, I don't know where you live, this person who sent me the message, maybe you don't live that far from Germany or a place that speaks German. Perhaps you have an option to travel there, even if it's once a year from time to time and get some real, a real immersion that way. These are all different options that I just provided for you to go make one or two or maybe lots of German-speaking friends, and that way you can have real-life interactions with them as well. On top of the the non-people-oriented immersion you do by changing your phone language, changing your laptop language, consuming more content in German. This is a great, these are great first steps to creating an immersion environment despite not knowing anyone who speaks the target language. Now, going back to what I was saying about consumption, I was saying consume less content in English or consume less content in your first language and consume more in your target language. When you consume content in your target language, I'm a believer that you should break that consumption down into two separate categories. One category should be comprehensible input. Input, in other words, listening and reading, that is challenging but still understandable, meaning it's not so difficult that you have no idea what they're saying. So you could use, it depends on your level, of course. Let's assume you're more on the beginner side of things, this person who asked the question. Perhaps you can find some websites, YouTube channels, uh, blogs, uh, websites, whatever it is, apps. And perhaps you, you can find content and, and resources that have strategically written or strategically designed or strategically made, that's the right word, strategically made content where it's hard to understand, but not so hard that you're not able to understand. So with the help of a dictionary or a translator or re-listening a couple of times, you're able to get the vast majority of what's being said. Or maybe if you're more on the intermediate side, something on Netflix is com is already comprehensible input. Or, or a YouTube channel such as Easy German where they do street interviews, maybe that is already comprehensible, perhaps. And so you want to listen to stuff that's comprehensible, but you also, I'm someone who believes that you, you want to be engaging with content that is listening or reading content, which is also designed for native speakers and not for learners. I've done this for every language I speak, even when I was an absolute beginner. I remember when I was learning Spanish, I loved music in Spanish. And so I would listen to it, and I would pull up the lyrics, and I would read the lyrics. I would look up words in the dictionary. I would try to figure out what the lyrics were saying. And usually, actually always, the lyrics were way above my level. I didn't know what they were saying. But I could pull out 5 or 6%. I could understand 5 or 6%. I would be able to learn something from it. And so by listening to content, for me anyway, by listening and mostly listening in my case, not so much reading, but in my case, by listening to content that was designed for native speakers and not for learners. So for example, the Spanish songs, I was able to learn things that native speakers did when they spoke that I would have never learned in the classroom. I noticed that native speakers drop their S's and they don't always pronounce their S in Spanish. I noticed that well before anybody told me or taught me formally. I was eventually taught in a very advanced Spanish phonetics class I took in university, but I already knew. And when it was taught to me, it was more cementing knowledge that was already in my brain and providing an explanation for a phenomenon I'd already noticed. 
I was not trying to memorize a fact around, oh, native speakers don't always pronounce the S's. Something I already knew at some level. Or I would notice, um, you know, there were, uh, <clears throat> I would notice things like they don't pronounce their D's a certain way, or they don't do this, they don't pronounce it this way. Or I would notice certain tenses. Oh, this is like that tense. So when I learned it in class or something like that in a more formal setting, I already had a primer and it made it easier. I would learn certain words that I would perhaps never learn in class or in a formal environment. So I, there's still a lot you're able to pull away from it, even though you don't understand 97% of what they're saying. So when you're consuming written or audio material, doesn't really matter, um, you want to find stuff that's comprehensible, comprehensible input, things that are challenging, maybe one level higher than where you're at now, but not so hard that you're not, they're completely lost. And you want to consume things that are for native speakers, even though you don't fully understand or really understand anything of what they're saying, as long as you like it and you find it compelling and interesting. So that's the direct answer to the question around immersion. I do want to go on a slight tangent to wrap the podcast up. Please note that immersion is not necessary to learn another language successfully. It's not necessary. It's not mandatory. It's helpful, don't get me wrong, but it's not mandatory. If you're not turning your phone into this language and changing all your devices and you're not if you're not cutting out all your first language consumption of content online and you're not hiring tutors and you're not if you're not doing all of that, that's fine. It's okay. You don't have to feel like that's the only way to learn. Because let's face it, the vast majority of people, not everybody, but the vast majority of people, A, do not have language learning so high up on their priority list that they're going to learn it in a very immersive or intensive way. And B, uh, not everyone necessarily has the time or maybe even the money to do that. Because sometimes, well, no, always, if you have... The more money you have towards spending towards learning another language, in many ways, the immersive making it making an immersive experience becomes easier, because you can just start hiring tutors, right? You can hire tutors, and suddenly you can have three hours of German a day or whatever language by hiring three hours of private tutors per day. So, if I understand most people are not in the position to learn in a highly immersive way. And I just want to make sure I come out and say it's not necessary to immerse yourself. Okay, so don't force yourself to do that if you're not in the position to do it for one reason or another. All right, well, I think uh, we'll wrap this podcast up here. I hope you found that helpful. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your morning afternoon, evening, or night, whatever it is for you. And we will talk very soon. Bye-bye. I don't know why I said bye in such a strange way.